Hi, aloha and welcome to Spirit Chat. So I'm gonna be doing this podcast on my past life's Q&A. I have it in front of me, so if you're on YouTube and you see me looking at the screen, I had 142 comments when I talked about doing this podcast, which is a lot of comments. And then I started creating the Spirit Communication course and that took a lot of my time. But as you probably know, I have launched the Spirit Communication course. It is phenomenal. I feel it's one of my best courses I've ever done. I love this course. I absolutely had so much fun doing this course. If you're interested in any of this stuff we're talking about today, there's actually a section uh, in the Spirit Communication course where I go through um, past lives, how that works in with your spiritual self. And I also added in a past life regression meditation because I'm trained in past life regression and I've been trained in it for years. I've done it for a long time. And I thought it'd be fun because there's a way that you can actually walk through your past lives yourself if you have a past life regression meditation to work with. So I thought I would uh, put that in there as like a bonus and an extra fun thing to do. But anyways, if you are interested at all in developing spirit communication techniques and learning more about connecting with spirit, you are gonna learn so much in this course. I'm not gonna tell you all about it because I keep talking about it over and over again. I just want you to know it is now open. And also, I wanted you to know that I will be doing a podcast coming up on the CBD patches because I've done podcasts in the past about CBD and I will probably be doing some on vitamin nutrition for sensitives because I've been all about the patches, which you guys have heard me talk about on some other um, podcasts. And if you're in my groups, you guys kind of know I'm obsessed, but I'm obsessed for a really good reason. Uh, when you're a sensitive person and you are trying to maintain your physical health really well, you have to do things different than other people. You just, you cannot do things the same, just like you cannot be around the same energy. You cannot be around the same people. You have to um, do things differently. You have to be more aware of energy. You have to be more aware of things that you put into your body and your body is a lot more sensitive. And I've had a lot of people ask me about the CBD patches, which I it has changed my world. I absolutely has changed my world for sleep. I have been using CBD for a lot of years for sleep, but this is hands down the best product I've ever used, hands down. And I just want you guys to feel the results that I've been feeling. So I will be doing a whole podcast on that just in case you're not interested in it here. I will also put the links below. That being said, this is going to be a past lives Q&A that was based out of my Keys of Spirit World class or not class group um and i basically said what do you want to know about past lives and so i'm going to um talk about what you wanted to know um i'm gonna talk a little bit about past lives before i get into the questions because there was a lot of the same types of questions and i want to kind of cover those you know, just right off the bat i've had questions about basically how many past lives do you live is a common one um do you live all your past lives here on earth, et cetera, et cetera. So here's the thing with past lives. You have had many, many past lives since the creation of your soul, the creation of your spiritual self. 
you've had many, many past lives. I mean, a lot of people, you've had anywhere from in the, you know, 35 to probably, I probably even in 100, I, I don't know. But there's a wide range of past lives you could have possibly had. That to me is not really super important but it's kind of interesting for some people to find out. So I would say an average might be in the 50s or something, which I had a question on that. And so many lifetimes I find interesting that a lot of people are under the assumption that they just had earth lifetimes. So just lifetimes here on earth, because I've had a lot of questions saying, well, you know, uh, as far back as the civilization goes on the planet earth, you know, how many lifetimes have we lived, et cetera, et cetera that's a false perception that you've lived all your lifetimes here on earth. Uh, you've lived many lifetimes in other places. Now, how do you kind of figure all that stuff out? Well, that gets a little bit more complicated. And the people who realize that they've lived a lot of time, a lot of lifetimes in other dimensions, other realms, etc., things like that, they will typically find that they are more drawn to things that spur a past life memory for them. How do you spur a past life memory for people? Uh, there's many ways you can spur a past life memory. You can just dream about it. You can have a past life memory dream. Uh, going to a place, you can have a past life memory. And I'm talking about all lifetimes, also here on Earth. And then we'll get into the separation of having lifetimes in other planets and whatnot or other dimensions so you can go to a place you can have met somebody who you who you've resonated with on a very deep soul level that your spiritual self is like oh I know this person like this is familiar to me this energy I'm in alignment with this I remember this this your spiritual self will be like I remember this and one of the things that you learn in my keys to spirit world class as we kind of get into that is you start to learn how to recognize different energies and that's really really important for you as a spiritual person it's important as a spiritual communication technique but it's also a part of who you are and people dismiss that aspect of who they are they just think that they recognize everybody with their eyes and that's not true at all in fact from a spiritual nature you recognize most people from their energetic frequency which is sort of like a, a thumbprint I guess I would say <clears throat> so your energetic frequency that you carry through each lifetime will have characteristics, personality traits. It'll have a certain pattern to its frequency that you will allow you to recognize these same people from somebody you knew, I don't know, 250 years ago or 100 years ago to somebody who you meet again in this lifetime and you've had many lifetimes with them. So their, their energetic frequency is gonna be what you're recognizing, right? And so it doesn't have anything to do with their look. And then that resonates right here in the chest center where you're like, oh, you're, you're, you're a spiritual frequency reader, your spiritual memory, your spiritual self that retains this memory and reads energy and filters through all energy, then it's like, oh, that's just familiar. This, I recognize this frequency. This is definitely familiar. And so that can trigger a memory. A place can trigger a memory, like I said. An event can trigger a memory. Um, but then when you get into other lifetimes as far as um, dimensions, and then, well, I guess it'd be this lifetime too, or not this lifetime, it'll be Earth lifetimes too, is a lot of times movies will trigger, it shows, books, they will 
set up a scenario, show you kind of imagery, like if you were doing, I don't know, like say Mandalorian, they go to different planets or things like that. Then you might find aspects of those planets where you're like, oh, I'm resonating with this. That feels familiar to me. Um, or it might be of ancient Egypt, maybe, um, or maybe you're watching Vikings or something like that. And you're like, oh, to the core of my being, that feels very good to me that I that resonates with me somewhere deep inside I'm feeling this really strong wonderful warm beautiful feeling like I, I feel attached to this I feel aligned to this show I feel aligned with this time frame this period I feel aligned with this dressing the way that they're dressed uh, with the way that they're talking Maybe it could be a language. So there's all kinds of things that can spur memories of you in other lifetimes. Uh, so the people who tend to resonate more with like uh, sci-fi stuff or like other world stuff, like Mandalorian type things or, you know, just different alien type things. Those are people who have tended to live other life, more lifetimes in other dimensions than they have here on earth. That's still happening now. Uh, you could have just lived your last time in another dimension. You didn't have to live all your current lifetimes. They weren't necessarily concurrent here on Earth. Your next lifetime may be in another dimension. So you will want to release the notion that all your lifetimes have been on the time frame that just Earth has existed because that's not true. So you have to kind of release that notion. The other thing that really I noticed confused people on this thread was they kept saying, well, if if your last time or other lifetimes in your current life in the future are all, all simultaneously occurring, well, the energy is simultaneously occurring, but you still are having this moment in time. And so it's a little bit different than you think, and that kind of gets into time differentiation, you know, dimensional stuff. But you, there are, there are layers to it and not your, fu your future and your past and your current is not all occurring right at this very moment in one bundle like you would think they're still separated even though the energy is still live of the future the past and the current and that gets a little bit confusing but you will have somebody asked about guides do I have different guides uh, spirit guides in every lifetime uh, you get to choose but Typically, you won't see the same guide showing. Let's just pretend that you live like, I don't know, 55 lives. I'm just going to choose one. Um, you're not typically going to have the same spirit guide show up in 50 of them and four is, will be somebody else. Um, you will find that you're most likely having different spirit guides throughout your lifetimes. And you can have the same one a few times um, and that might you you might recognize a spirit guide from other lifetimes this lifetime but typically when you're looking at past lives you're not really looking at you know who your spirit guide was you're more looking at who you were and that's really important so um that's really the the gist of it what you're going to want to know is kind of who you were how it rolls over into this lifetime and i'm going to get into some of these questions um right now so that i can get uh some of these out of the way so that you guys um, get your question answered. So let's see, I, Micah says, a moron accessing past lives. I did it once unintentionally, reached out to a spirit guide and asked them to tell me something about myself. And I was transported to a past life. They explained a lot. I know uh, there are more and 
I've never done that again. Okay, that's not really a question. <clears throat> okay, here's, um, this was kind of an interesting question that I thought was pretty good. Uh, Corrine, I believe is her name. She said, I've often heard that you'll be drawn to a place, person, or thing based on past lives. I wonder though, how much interest uh, have to do with DNA versus past lives? Example, I felt so comfortable in Florence, Italy when I was first there. I felt like I'd been there before, but then I found out later I had family that lived there many generations ago. So how do I know which is interest and you know which is like DNA? So, so I thought that that was a really good question. Typically, your, a past life memory somewhere that you've been, it will spur a, an emotion, a, a really deep felt emotion, and it almost uh, makes you resonate right here in the in the chest center from the throat to um, probably the middle of the torso. You will feel this vibration that aligns and you will feel the sensation in the chest center. And it typically will relate to something that feels like kind of emotional, um, <clears throat> a very strong attachment. You will feel it more like an emotional type feeling. Now, when you have like a DNA thing, those tend to be more physical characteristics. They're not going to have like emotion attached to them. So maybe you have a gift or a characteristic or something that you do physically or you're genetically predisposed to maybe be um, really smart or uh, maybe have you know blonde hair or um, maybe be really good at sports. I, I, I don't know, but you may be genetically predisposed to doing something more in a physical manner and or uh, I don't know, I guess you could be like with foods and stuff, but typically with a past life, you, uh, and what I mean by foods is like a tolerance, with a past life memory, this creates an emotion for you. It creates like a, a memory, like a, oh, there is a connection right here in the chest center that you can feel. That is not a DNA thing, that is a past life memory. It's usually, you imagine a, almost like a circular, size of a basketball right in the chest center it will become intense and you can feel it and that's how you tell the difference um i feel okay so sarah said i'm curious to what personality traits or preferences are carried over example i feel much more relaxed and at peace when uh jazz mu music is playing is it connected to past life or relaxing music that would be more of a past life thing um, absolutely things that calm you or different things like that if you have no memory of that experience happening in this lifetime it definitely would be something that would be a past life um, experience or a past life memory again you have that emotional strong feeling in the chest center where it's calming it's resonating you're aligning everything kind of feels synchronistic with that energy that would be an indication of past life energy and um, she says of course uh, how to access and learn more about our past lives that can be you know a little bit tricky you have to really uh, start being in sync and aligning with your spiritual self and your spiritual body and really starting to get to know who you are as a spiritual person when you start to kind of unfold those layers and that's not rocket science that's paying attention to your intuition it's paying attention to your wants your needs your desires on a soul level but understanding where that's coming from and when you start learning that aspect of yourself like say for instance a common thing is you know I want to make more money and it's kind of like well 
why do you want to make more money from a soul standpoint? Well, maybe you want a nicer car, you want a bigger house or whatever, you want to feel, but not really. You know, you want less stress. You want to feel more comfortable. You want a reliable car. You want energetically bigger space. When you start kind of really learning who you are and what desires you kind of need energetically, um, what relationships you need energetically, uh, what you need in your environmental space energetically, what you need to raise your own frequency. And that frequency, when you raise higher, that's indicating joy and happiness and whatever. When your frequency is lower and you're stressed and you're, you know, those are low vibration emotions. So the more that you start to know who you are, the, the easier it is to raise your vibrational frequency. And once you raise your vibrational frequency, the easier it is to tune into the knowledge and the memories that your spiritual self has and holds. That's going to be very, very important because otherwise your brain starts separating and it starts using all this information that it's learned over the years or that you've been told. And so you start categorizing things and making assumptions based on other stuff you've heard, seen, done, been told. And it doesn't have anything to do with your true desires or who you are, etc., etc. And when you start to peel back the junk of all the things that you've been told or you're assuming or whatever and you really start going hmm but how how do I feel about this and why do I have this desire and what wants do I have why am I why am I not aligning with this choice why why am I making this choice but I don't feel good about it which means I'm not aligning with it why is that happening to me then you have to go in and try to discover what what's not working for that choice for you on a spiritual level on with all your own personality, who you are as a person, the core of your being from every bit of experience you've had in every lifetime, why is this not matching? Why am I, why am I still pushing myself that way? Something's not matching. And so when you start paying more attention to your spiritual self and your own frequency, that will actually open up a lot of memories. It will shed a lot of light, a lot of knowledge. The more that you tune into that aspect of who you are, a lot of knowledge doors memories begin to open because it's almost like you have to kind of unlock that key you have to unlock who and what you truly are what you really desire what are your biggest passions in life and so a lot of people have said you know why do I keep incarnating and what do I carry over from the other lifetimes to this lifetime what am I carrying with me with me one of the things that I definitely notice with people when I've done past life regressions on them is everybody always thinks about, oh, past life relationships, which that can be a huge part of you, of course. But what they overlook is you t tend to have gifts and passions that are basically the core of who you are that you do carry with you through many, many lifetimes. So when you do past life regressions on people or when I've done them on people, I notice that they're like, let's say I do a past life uh, regression on somebody named Kim. I would notice that Kim would typically have, even if we, we walked through five past lives of hers, she would have a theme of who she was at the core of her, her a core characteristic, a core part of who she is. She might be a healer through many lifetimes and how that unfolds through those lifetimes might be different. 
Maybe she struggled with being a healer at one point. Maybe she was a doctor in another. Maybe she was a different type of healer in another. Maybe she emotionally healed people. Maybe she just had lots of children in another one and she wanted to just help, um, you know, I don't know, heal them, grow them, be the best mother she could be. And that's what she did as a healer. But there will be characteristics that she will carry with her through every lifetime of part of her theme and who she is at the core of her soul. And typically with that, you'll also carry passions and gifts, you know, like something you're really, really good at. You might be good with people. You might be good with your hands. You might be good at healing people. You might be good with animals. You might have uh, these, like let's take animals for instance. You might find that in many lifetimes, you would also carry that gift. Now, whether you used that during those lifetimes, d depending on the different choices that you made during that time, that's gonna depend on what choices you made during that lifetime. So maybe you didn't work with animals every lifetime, but you noticed you had a gift in, in some of the lifetimes. Maybe you ignored that gift for whatever reason. But there will be personal personality traits, there will be passions, there will be gifts that you will carry with you through many, many lifetimes. Whether you utilize them is going to be a different story. Whether you, uh, you know, explore your passions and develop them, it'll be up to you. Just like this lifetime. And that's something that people really greatly overlook. Passions that you have in this lifetime. Maybe you're passionate about music. Maybe you're passionate about again healing i have a lot of healers that um you know listen to my podcast maybe you're passionate about doing readings maybe you're passionate about just um creating art or using your hands for a living whatever that is if you really peel back the layers get to the core of what makes you happy and what you feel passionate about there is almost always a gift that you've had in that area of passion that you've carried with you from for many many lifetimes if it's a passion that you say, well, I don't feel like this is a gift and I really don't know how to utilize it and I just, I'm a very big newbie at this, uh, that doesn't mean that you're not very gifted and knowledgeable from other lifetimes at all. That doesn't mean that. That actually only means that you just haven't explored and uncovered and developed and pursued that passion and that gift in this lifetime and the more that you pursue a passion or gift in this lifetime, the more it will, again, it will make your vibration raise. It will get you closer to that frequency of who you are. And the, the closer you get to the frequency of who you are, the clarity comes in. So how you would imagine that is if you're really not in tune with your spiritual self, you would imagine it as being in between radio stations, in between um, TV stations, it's gonna be hard to get clarity on what you're hearing or whatever. It's hard to get clarity on who you are and who you've been in past lives. And the higher that you raise that frequency, you're tuning that station and it's allowing you to get more clarity, more information, hear more about your other lifetimes, gain more knowledge and be able to see more clearly other lifetimes that you had and what gifts you've had and passions that you've had. It's going to unfold this nice little story and picture of who you are to the core that's carried you through other lifetimes. So raising that frequency is going to be a very big part of that puzzle so that you can get clarity. So that's a mistake that I see a lot, a lot, a lot of people make in this lifetime. 
they assume passions are just passions. Um, I gotta go get a real job. I gotta do the real stuff in life. Uh, I haven't pursued that and probably not even gifted at it, uh, you know, et cetera. And they end up brushing off all this stuff for reality, making money, being stable, et cetera, et cetera, which puts you further and further and further apart from your spiritual frequency, which means the clarity is not gonna be there, et cetera, et cetera. So it rolls into the, it's a whole big piece of your puzzle, right? And so um, let's get into some more questions. Do we pick our families this time around based on what we need to learn? Yes, well, yes and no. So you do pick your families from this, this time around and in every lifetime, they also pick you, they choose you. So you guys all have soul contracts together. And as far as learning, it's supposed to be like what you would want to learn and grow on. That's kind of how you choose them or, um, you know, that we're going to have this experience together. So it's not like I have to learn patience or I have to learn, um, you know, I don't know, learn to be more stable or I have to learn to be independent. It's not necessarily you're thinking that, but we want to have these experiences together. We're, I'm going to have this experience with you and we're going to see how we learn and grow from this or you're maybe you don't learn and grow and you go the other direction and now you just feel scorned and whatnot. Um, so there's that. But yes, you do pick your families. And she says, I pondered... Um, that I haven't brought anything that so this was Mindy and she says I feel like I haven't brought anything to the table for the families um, with choosing our families so that you're you just are not probably seeing that clearly but your experiences together are going to be important for this lifetime it's going to be important for for determining how you choose things moving forward in life by having your family. Some people have great families and they choose to do wonderful things. Some people have great families and they choose a not so great path. Also vice versa. So I'll, the other thing I'm realizing from a lot of these questions is you still have free will. There's still a lot that you are in control of when you are you know, dealing with this lifetime and past lives. Every single lifetime is not going to be completely, um, you know, just, I don't know, just set out for you. You're not going to have completely pre-planned everything. You have free will and how you deal with these hurdles or different things. That's going to be really important to um, creating your this lifetime experience, but also creating other lifetime experience, past and or future. And so a lot of free will comes in how you handled situations, how you handled being in a certain family, how you handled um, facing adversity. That's going to have a lot to do with free will and, and what you did with that. Were you, were you pessimistic? Were you optimistic? Uh, did you decide to use this um, event that took place in your life to do something different in the future or did you just decide you know what this always happens to me and that's just the way it's going to be you know like what did you what where did your free will come in how how did you you know deal with things with your free will part because that's going to be also very interesting um wondering for the most part if we keep reincarnating with pretty much the same bunch of people or they play different roles in our lives no we don't pretty much reincarnate with the same bunch of people. Uh, you have, oh geez, so many more people who are family members and loved ones and spouses and kids than you ever even thought that you had, that you are just as close with that as you are with the people in this lifetime. 
And so you might reincarnate with other people. It might be a few from this lifetime and then some from the other lifetimes and it, and just some family members from the spirit realm who you may not remember during this lifetime. So that's another thing. It's hard to imagine if you've lived let's again take that 50 number if you live 50 lives and you had potentially had spouses um kids uh parents you know whatever in every single lifetime can you imagine the amount of close relationships you, you have with other people so that may make some people feel like oh well i only want to feel close with my people now you will stay close with the people who you want to be close with now you will still have that that connection with in in other lifetimes on the other side and potentially in future lifetimes you're probably very close with them because you have lived past lives with them but that doesn't mean you've lived every lifetime with them so uh you know, there are so many more people than you can even grasp the concept of that you have very beautiful relationships with very close relationships with uh, and you don't remember them right now. They might be in other lifetimes right now. They might be on the other side. They might be in another dimension. So no, you don't always reincarnate with the same bunch of people, but yes, you can reincarnate um, you know, with several people during different times. So um, I know I've told this story a hundred times, but um, I will tell again for those of you who are new to it. Um, when my son was like four years old and wanted some ice cream, which is weird because I don't remember giving him a lot of sweets now that I think about it. But anyways, I said, well, sure. And he says, um, but he'd remembered a lot of his past lives. He was very psychic at that point. Um, he said to me, mom, you, you're the best mom I've ever had in all my lifetimes. And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah. He goes, you know, you're not, you're not like my last mom in my last lifetime. She was mean, but you've been your, my mom in four lifetimes and you've been the best mom I've ever had in all my lifetimes. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was so cute and funny. And he goes, yeah, but my dad wasn't the same dad the last lifetime we lived together. He was another dad. He chopped wood. And so, it, you know, um, you can be very close with your children and, uh, you know, just have had a handful of lives together compared to your so many lives. But that doesn't mean you don't have a very close relationship with them in the spirit realm. You're not always incarnated. And that's another thing that you have to remember is you're not always incarnated and you have and you do cultivate relationships in spirit in the spirit realm in spirit form on the other side you have these beautiful relationships so you don't always have to be incarnated um so that's kind of interesting let's see i would definitely like to learn more about past lives let's see curious if they were similar to my current life or radically different and she's talking about her life but uh, a lot of times you can find that you have radically different lives you can have some that are similar again we're dealing with a lot a lot of lifetimes if you're on other dimensions of course it's going to be rad radically different um, for instance I have had many past life memories of my lifetimes and I am um, I have been a healer in many many lifetimes they haven't all been awesome I can tell you that some of the memories I've had have not been great <laughs> and uh, people in my healing field were not really well looked upon in some periods right and and I have very strong memories of those periods and other times I was uh, very much uh, appreciated for my healing psychic abilities so uh, this is a, a trait that I've carried with me uh, not through just this lifetime but I've carried with it through with it I've carried it with me 
because it's a part of who I am to the core of my soul, and this is just an example, through many, many lifetimes. Now, did this gift and this part of who I am and part of my purpose through many lifetimes to the core of my being, was it all great? No, uh-uh. And I remember many lifetimes and have seen many lifetimes where it was not great, believe me. And then there was some that it was great. So you can have these different, uh, you can have this passion, this soul, this part of who you are, and there can be a lot of different scenarios that play out in those experiences you cultivate. It makes part of who you are. The way I like to explain it to people is, you know, you want to think of it as like, remember when you were kind of a baby or toddler and then you were uh, in kindergarten and then sixth grade and then you were in middle school and all these experiences make up uh, part of who you are and your belief system and uh, your perception and all that. This is what happens to you when you have lifetimes. You want to think about all those lifetimes as being like, um, you know, six months here, six months there. From zero to six, you were in one lifetime. From six months, I mean six months. From six months to a year, you were in another lifetime. And you keep going and going and going and you add all this experience and this knowledge and these different meetings with different people under your belt and they start to cultivate who you are on a soul level. So you would want to think about it as as more like that. I, I feel that people have a misconception on how they view um, what they're doing in each lifetime. You're learning, you're growing, you're experiencing, and you are using free will along with your gifts and your interactions. You are you are gaining knowledge, you are gaining experience. So, so I found it personally, and I find it when I've done past life regressions, that a lot of um, uh, lifetimes are radically different. Um, or not, they're not all radically different, but there's radically different ones, you know, throughout the time. You're not always having the same theme over. You're not always ending up doing the same stuff. And like I've done past life regressions on my family. My husband, uh, he loves the snow. He has some very fond past life memories of being in uh, Siberia. Very strong past life memories where it was snowing all the time. And he just he knew immediately he's like that's why I love the snow I love it so much and so yeah we have a lot of uh, that so that's kind of another thing to kind of explain to you how that moves from one lifetime to another Um, you will carry over uh, strong memories of fondness and of just things that you just resonated with you so good and made your vibration really high you'll a lot of times carry that over into this lifetime like your current lifetime as well as strong fears and worries. So any really strong emotion, like, wow, I love this place. I love this food. I love this person. I am just, I'm so happy when I'm doing X, Y, Z. You will bring those over to your current lifetime. However, you can also bring over, I worry about this. I'm fearful about this. This scared me so much. It's made this huge imprint on my life like a past life, you can also carry those over. For instance, um, fears of uh, relationships, fears of other people dying, that's very common. Fears of losing kids, fears of losing parents, that's very common. Um, Fears of not being stable, very common. Fears of not having enough food. You would be surprised at how many lifetimes people have lived where there were periods of time where there wasn't enough food or something like that, that's a very common uh, lifetime, other lifetime fear that people bring into this lifetime, which can cause them to overeat and stuff. 
fears of not being healthy or not having um, health care, I guess I would say, like their body failing them, their, them um, having something, I don't know, like they're not getting proper health care. Again, other lifetimes, a lot that can be a very strong fear from another lifetime of not having the same, you know, medical care that we have now and having something significant to have happened to you in one or more lifetimes that you brought that fear over. Those are things that to give you an example of types of exciting things or types of fear things that can be brought over with you and kind of some common ones. So let's see, let's get into um, some other questions here. So somebody says, how much crap do we carry forward from one life to another? Well, it can be, it can be a lot, it can be a little, it depends on the person because if you are in a, a mindset of, I didn't have this experience in this lifetime, this doesn't make sense to me, I don't have any experience that I remember or anything that I can place this fear or worry or relationship issue in this lifetime. If nothing matches this lifetime, that's quote unquote crap that you've carried from another lifetime. So how good are you at releasing junk that doesn't belong to you? That's really more the question than how much you're carrying over. If nothing's adding up, then you have to go, oh, this is from something else. You can probe into it. I teach you how to probe in that spirit communication class. I can't get into that right here, it take too long. So you can either probe into it, get more information, or you can just kind of let it, you know, bother you or whatever. Another really common thing that that uh, people bring from another lifetime is worrying that they're gonna pass over at a certain age um, from having accidents or losing someone at certain ages in other lifetimes. That's pretty common too. Um, and so, uh, do we uh, change sexes and or ethnicity? Yes, all the time, all the time. That's not even yeah. You definitely change sexes. Um, and ethnicities all the time. Um, past lives on the connection with uh, karma and ancestral connections, how learning can help us grow in this lifetime. I don't really get that question too much because that's kind of like a really, that's a whole podcast. Um, let's see, do you meet the same people, Marilyn says? Uh, sometimes you meet the same people and you know, I would say I've never met, I personally have never met anybody in the hundreds of thousands of readings I've done and whatnot, I've never met anybody that I didn't see have some soul ties in past lives with people who are currently in their life. And I would say it's pretty easy. I could probably walk you through it myself um, if I was doing something with you in person, but you easily could pick out five people if I had you guys write down below, and I should do this for fun if you're in my group and you see it in there, if you, to come back and write down five people who you are sure you've had a past life with, I bet you there'd be tons of people that just could pick up that five immediately. Say, so, yep, I'm sure it was this person, this person, this person. Um, so let's keep going. How many more times do we keep coming back and do we know when it's your last time? Uh, most everybody's still coming back. There's a lot for us to learn. Uh, you get to choose. People are under the assumption they don't want to keep doing this over and over again. Uh, that's not necessarily true. And uh, you know, I don't think last time for people has really been determined yet. Um, so let's see. And let me go down the amount of past lives uh, the amount of past lives one has 
and do we come back as a whole family? I think I answered that. No, you don't come back as a whole family. Depends on how many times you're incarnating. Some people want to incarnate fast. Some people don't want to incarnate fast. You get to choose um, all of those as well. How to read Akashic Records. I actually, Laura, I get into that in my spirit communication class. That is, again, that's a whole class. Um, let's see. Ricky had a regression in 99. It was amazing and a little disturbing. I had another one six years ago. But this person always not able to regress me, for lack of better terms, wondering. I'm wondering why, and I have questions about everything. Well, that's a lot. Um, so, you know, I guess some people can't be regressed back if they have some um, hesitancy towards it. But in my experience, if the person who is doing the regression is really good at, and, and at guiding and knowing how to do the regression, uh, I've not had any problem regressing anybody. The person who taught me, um, the, my mentor, I was like in my 20s when I was mentored, I uh, never seen her have any issues with it. So I'm assuming maybe it's how, how much they've done it or their knowledge on past life regressions would be my guess. Um, let's see, I'd love to learn what I was in a past life. These are all like past life readings though, so I'm not gonna get into that. Do we carry uh, traumas, physical, mental, and emotional to other lifetimes? Um, I, I think I covered that already. Yes, uh, you can. Any strong emotional imprint that you have, any strong emotional significance that you've had, whether it be positive or negative, can and many times will be carried over into another lifetime. Your job is to recognize whether that was from a current life experience. This is so easy to do. You will just know it's a current life experience or it's not. That's just not a hard thing to figure out because you'll remember if it's current, right? So if there's no connection to a current life experience, then you will realize it's from a past life experience. Then you can work on releasing that energy, cutting the energy from that, but also just acknowledging it with your brain that, oh, first of all, the first thing that can happen is if you have something that you feel like, okay, I can't match that to this current life. All right, so this must be from a past life. And then you kind of feel for that and be like, oh, okay, it definitely feels deep and it feels strong. So I know I'm resonating with that from a past life. And then you kind of explain to your brain that, oh, this is not this lifetime. Your brain starts getting it. Oh, this isn't from now. This is from something else. Then you can start to separate and cut cords better and release that and, and then work on emotionally releasing if you want to or enhancing if you want to do that too because maybe it's a good past life memory. So if I drowned at 40 years of age, they say, um, Paula says, in a past life, will I have lung problems around 40 years in another life? No, you won't necessarily have lung problems. If you worry about it so much and you're just certain it's gonna happen because you just feel like it's gonna, then you can create lung problems but just because you had it in another lifetime doesn't mean your physical body is going to recreate it because your physical body is directed by what? Your spiritual and your mental. And so it's gonna follow suit. If you are convinced it's gonna happen, then your body's gonna respond and go, well, I guess we're giving lung problems now. You know, So that's kind of important to know as well. Let's see. Um, 
Vivian says, and I think we're getting to the bottom of the questions. I thought I was going to have to do two, two of these. Um, she says, can I train myself to sense when I meet up with someone who is important to me in a previous life quickly? Uh, yeah, you absolutely can by becoming familiar with that feeling that I, in the chest area, um, you will be able to start to recognize and notice when you have a stronger resonation and you have a stronger vibration, a stronger feeling in the chest center when you meet somebody and there should be no reason you have that because you just met them. So it's not like an overall, oh, you're just good looking or you're, you're funny or you're cute. It's not like that. It's like this deep seated sensation of, oh, I feel like I know you. I feel like there's like, how do I know you? Like something's familiar to me. You're, you, when you can train yourself to recognize familiar energetic vibrations, very easy to do. Again, I, I do teach, I teach so much of this, you guys, in my um, Keys to the Spirit World uh, Spirit Communication class. How do I deal with meeting someone who is important to me in a previous life and isn't in this lifetime? Basically met somebody super good looking, she's single, he's not. Um, you have to just, <laughs> that gets to be tricky, especially when um, you're lonely or wanna uh, be with somebody. I've noticed when I've done readings, you have to really just separate it and realize they're having no memory of it. That doesn't mean you're supposed to be together. Doesn't mean you're supposed to pursue this person if you have this memory of them. A lot of times they might not remember you. So it's best for you to just, the best way to handle that is to raise your own frequency and to be as happy as you can um, with yourself. The people who I find have the most problems with this are the people who are not fulfilled in their personal life and therefore they feel like they need a significant other or a significant person to fulfill them. It's not a bad thing, it's a natural thing. When people are redirecting, not feeling self-fulfilled and not feeling passionate about something that they're accomplishing and something that they're desiring, something that they're doing, a lot of times people will look to relationships and the energy relationships bring into your life to help fulfill that gap. And that is a whole mess. So if you're falling into really feeling lonely and seeking a relationship, my point is you have an energetic gap you're, you're also wanting to fill and it feels good to um, fill that gap with relationship energy. But if you break up or you're not together, guess what's not filled again, that gap. So relationships should enhance the energy that you already have going on. So I find that people who have that energetic gap, they tend to have a way harder time if they meet somebody from a past life who they feel a strong connection with um, because then they start becoming obsessive about filling the gap with that person because maybe in their past life, the gap was filled and that relationship just enhanced. And now in this lifetime, you're trying to fulfill, you're trying to fill this energy gap and it doesn't work so well. Um, and see, let's see, we got to that one. Um, how does this work? I'm just going through, oh, uh, I do Reiki with intent of uh, people opening up their higher self, frequencies, um, guides, path alignment, having uh, healing intent towards past life issues, karma healing, balance and release. Is it real? Does it work or am I do? 
I'm deluding myself into woo, woo wonderland. No, it absolutely can work if you're trained really well. You can do this nicely. If the patient or client is receptive and you're really good at walking them through it, they can do wonders. Karmic stuff, in my experiences, people might disagree with me, but in my personal experiences, I've dealt with karma quite a bit. On um, So I... Uh, go through these oh how would I say this I go through years of training with my guides and my counsel on different subjects like I went through several years of dreaming um, that was a subject I was being trained on then past life regressions and whatever and I spent several years with my guides working on karma uh, it doesn't work like people think it does that's a very personal thing that you have to personally deal with. It's not adjusted by somebody else. And there always has to be karmic balance. I'm not going to get into that. That's a whole different podcast that is a lot. Um, uh, then Denise says, if I had successful past lives, why on earth would I have come here to be mistreated and abused? Don't get me wrong. I love my children, grandchildren. But just wondering why I had to be mother, father, both grandparents in this lifetime. Uh, we'd have a comfortable life, but it seems a bit loony at times. Did I choose this? Yes. But the other thing, when it comes to questions like this, there is the free will responsibility aspect that comes into play. And so you chose to have certain relationships. You chose to have certain children. But when you come into this life, you have to take responsibility for free will choices. Did you make your best choices here? Did you do this? Did you, you know what I mean? Like if you're feeling, um, is not necessarily when you're younger, but as, especially as you have control, if you're feeling abused, are you choosing to stay in or move out? There's a lot of free will stuff that entangles into this. Um, there, no judgment on anybody because we learn and grow from experiences where we might have been mistreated, etc. And then that allows us to make different free will choices and allows us to get smarter on, you know, uh, not being mistreated and how we can alter our environment so that, that those things don't happen, how we might be able to protect others um, from being in the same situations. We can learn and grow from that knowledge. So sometimes we go through those things to gain more knowledge and then we utilize that knowledge to shift things for us or others in the future so we use it for good even though the experiences were not good so there's a lot entangled into that question um with you know just like your own personal uh stuff let's see um i feel like lived in the victorian age anybody who's on here listening whatever period that you were drawn to that you're drawn to, that you love, adore, whatever place you're drawn to, that you love, adore. Um, these things are most likely because of past lives, past life me memories. Uh, I'm curious, let's see. I'm curious, Laura says, about what we should know about meeting others in this lifetime who are a big part of our past lives and beyond soul family. My soul um, knows instantly when I'm trying to connect with someone on a soul level from past life, even, even though my human side tries to catch up. Basically, she's saying sometimes she's almost too intense because she can feel the connection very deeply and it comes across as pure unconditional love and it can freak people out because it can be weird. Well, just, Laura, just kind of use your, you know, <laughs> your human form to just kind of draw back a little bit and understand this about yourself. 
you you know if you're recognizing the deep soul connection and you're recognizing that it can make people uncomfortable just reel it back a little bit so you're not making them uncomfortable and just enjoy the experience of having that memory with them um so and then lastly i have just a few more this podcast has gone on so long i think i should have made this into but there was one that i did want to address that i thought was kind of interesting um because there's a lot of myths in here marcella um basically uh you know, your main goal is to ascend to be with one with God, you know, that's not exact, it doesn't exactly work that way. Um, you know, we're trying to just uh, raise our frequency and learn and become the best form of ourself that we can become. So there's a lot involved in that. Uh, I heard that your soul will die and reborn a total of 13 times that I don't know where you heard that from not true. Uh, a myth and formula of numbers to tell someone about our past lives. Again, don't know where you heard that. I, a lot of misinformation here. Um, is deja vu something we've experienced in past lives? And um, ex deja vu is basically markers that you put uh, so that you know if you're kind of on the right track of your path. And they said, um, basically, how can I tell it, the difference between deja vu and a psychic moment? Well, if you've had deja vu and or psychic moments, there's a huge difference. Uh, when you're having deja vu, you see the entire scenario play out. You feel the entire scenario. You know exactly what's going to be said. And then it plays out like seconds later or minutes later or whatever. You have this. It's like, uh, in, it's like literally just seeing a carbon copy of what happens. A psychic moment is not like seeing an actual carbon copy. It's more imagery and different things like that. It's it's like you've watched a movie already that you never seen. Or you watched a clip of a movie that you've never seen, but you know everything they're gonna say, everything they're gonna do, the whole vibe of it is entirely perfect to what you know is gonna happen. So it's very different. Um, let me see. I think that I've answered most of these questions, so I'm just going to wrap up this podcast because I think this could go on forever. So anyways, I hope you enjoyed the podcast on um, past lives and the Q&A. I will probably post more now. I have a bunch more coming up. I need to do one on like shadow people and categorizing um, between angels and guides and, you know, some other different really, really cool stuff. Anyways. I will be doing more podcasting now that I've got my spirit communication class open. I'm very excited about that. I think that you are going to love it. If you are interested in any of this type of stuff, you probably love, love the class. And I will be doing more stuff on the patches coming up because yes, I have a patch obsession at this point. Um, I forgot to put my CBD on last night and I'll tell you what. I had a very quick memory of what happens when I do not take my CBD and it was uh, or how I slept when I didn't take the CBD patches. O-M-G. It was so bad. Like I, <laughs> it was horrible. I, I can't even, I've just never been even more grateful for the CBD patch than after missing one. And I was just like, oh my God, why, why would I, that, it will never happen again. Trust me. Anyways, so uh, check out the Keys of Spirit communication course if you're interested. Like uh, and follow, but definitely comment if you have um, any comments on 
you know, this, if you enjoyed it, I definitely check the comments. And if you're interested in all in the patches, you definitely, definitely want to check them out. Um, I use the Energy Complete and the CBD. I am avid users of that. So um, I think that you'll love them. Anyways, if you have questions, also jump over to my uh, Spirit World group. Uh, all that will be posted below. All right. Have the most amazing day. Aloha. Bye.